yo, yo, what is good? What is good? This is your boy Dizzy D Spill here on The Notion. This is a special episode. Well, it's just me. Um, sometimes I have things on my mind that I want to share with people um, that's going to be unfiltered. It may be unpopular opinions. You're going to get so many different elements on The Notion. So this is first of many. You have the regular Notion episodes with my brothers Jelani and Al Poe. And then you have Boss Talk with me and Jelani. And now you have the thoughts of Dizzy. And um, I can't lie. I was compelled to do this episode Specifically, I'll get to the title in a minute um, because there's been some some conversations that's been on my mind. You know, conversations I may have with my wife, conversations I have with friends, a lot of conversations on Clubhouse as well, on social media, memes. All this information has been brought to me, so I felt like this would be a good time to address something from my perspective, my opinion. Call it humble, call it harsh. But it's definitely from my viewpoint And my personal feelings So Without further ado I'm gonna get right into it So Black men Are the villain Yes, yes people I said it Black men are definitely The villain apparently um, Based off of Information that I have came across, but majority information that I have heard is that we are the villain. <clears throat> um, apparently, um, we are the biggest contributors of colorism. Um, we are broke. We are too soft, stupid, aggressive, cheaters, hate on black women on the down low, lazy, and um, basically start everything bad in society. Um, or the forefathers of everything terrible in society. Now, me being um, a black man, being uh, raised by two great parents and then um, eventually raised um, by a single um, black mom, uh, my mother has given me um, the, uh, the blessing of understanding my people uh, at a very young age, you know, my mom was the type my mom is the type of person and back in the day she was the type of person you know she made me sit my black ass down and she did the same thing with my two older brothers we all had to watch glory that was real homework from my mother yes we all watched glory because you know it's part of our black history you know things that happened to us you know years ago years ago um i remember one time my mother took me to the magic johnson theater in la as a kid and we went to go see a movie called Once a Time uh, Once Upon a Time when we were colored and my mom loved the movie so much that she went all over the town in my hometown where I was born at and she made all this rave about it and um she ended up getting it played at I believe the Fox Theater um in Bakersfield and uh the movie I think it was written and produced by Tim Reed that's the father from Sister Sister and um you know, I was real proud of my mom. You know, she was in the newspaper. My mom was always in the newspaper. If it wasn't my brothers um, for track, because they were track uh, phenoms at the time, it was my mom, you know, because she was always doing something. She was always involved with something in the community. And um, so that's where I got a lot of teachings from at, at the beginning stages of my life. But never 
um, ever that my mom tell me, uh, you know, how terrible black men were and what we're responsible for. I don't know exactly how this started or where it came from, but in my black history lessons from my mother and in many black history lessons that I've got from very important African-Americans of my life, we as black men were never uh, vilified. And I I can't help but wonder, uh, I, I really don't even really give a shit about where it came from as far as in us being these villains and these monsters. What I do care about is a couple things that I want to address. And what I care about also um, is definitely some solutions, not for y'all, you know, that feel this way about us, but for my brothers. And so one of the things that I wanted to basically address is colorism. Um, uh, right now um, in 2000. 21 and it's been a conversation in 2020 and I guess some years before that there are a lot of people specifically black women mad as hell at us um as far as colorism I've heard everything in the book about colorism and us being the reason or the the creators of it as far as in not wanting black women um not a, not respecting black women not loving black women not protecting black women and um i i can't really argue with people's truth you know everybody has a truth um that's a very popular um movement right now you're living in, i'm living in my truth and truth and truth and 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 um you know, I, I guess I can respect that, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, stop fucking generalizing. <laughs> That's where I want to start out with. When you speak your truth, do not generalize us. Um, and the reason why I'm telling and not asking is because, yes, we're not all like that. And I've also heard that rebuttal, too. Well, what I understand you're not all like that. Well, if you understand, don't generalize. It's not helping anything. It's not uplifting anything. It's not building anything up. And it's damn sure not a solution. See, the problem what I have with things like this is there is never a solution. It's an argument. It's a meme. It's a rant. It's an attack. It's not solution based. We have a lot of people talking a lot of different pieces and parts and elements of shit. There's no solution. So then one must ask, what are your intentions? Now, does colorism exist? Pfft, absolutely. But what do you believe? You know what I'm saying? What research are you really doing? Well, I guess I know what you believe, but what research are you really doing? Um, I'm married. For those that have been listening to the show, you probably already know that um, my wife is uh, African-American. She's black. OK, um, majority of my friends are black um, and I have a lot of friends that are married to black women. I have a lot of friends that are not married to black women. I have friends that have full black children. I have friends that have biracial children, but I never felt like my friends or even family members as well. You know, I have family members that are also biracial, you know, and I love them no different. And 
the thing about it is is this narrative about us where I'm getting to the point where I'm just I'm fucking tired of it, man. Shut the fuck up, man. We're not the bad guys, you know? If you want to feel like, you know, we're the villain, tune us out. You know what I'm saying? Then don't respond to us at all. But we're not the fucking villain. We're not. Um, I've I've listened to so many different conversations with people um, in different communities. And I've heard things about black men um, not supporting different movements. Uh, I've heard the expression or, or the statement that, you know, it's not black men out there getting, you know, out there starting protests starting protests and um and doing anything until black women started or until someone else starts it and um in case you guys forgot um we're the reason for the protest because we're out here getting fucking shot and killed and everything else um for those that don't know uh deshaun watson is going through a case right now and um it doesn't look too good for him uh that's a black man who at the time before the case really didn't have any known history um, on the allegations that he's being charged with. And now his career is destroyed, even if he's proven innocent um, for these assault charges. It's just it's I don't want to say destroyed, but it you know, you guys know what I mean. It's it's tarnished. Um, and the thing that's interesting to me is I always hear things about black men aren't doing this and black men aren't shit, but it didn't come from the people that taught me about black history. So my question is, are you guys rewriting or adding a chapter to black history? Because, you know, are, is this, is this really what you want to add to to the history books for us. Is this really what you want to add to the culture? You know, I've heard black women say things like, you know, black men have done this to me and done that to me and this, that, and the other. And I still love them. It's just, da, 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 and we need to get out here and we need to do our, and it's just like, wow. Like I know that these things that come up about us isn't about me. But when I see my brothers, when I see, um, Jelani, when I see Poe, when I see Dev, when I see the people on my shows and the people that I'm affiliated with, I see myself. I, that's who I see. You know, like attracts like. Iron sharpens sharp, uh, excuse me. Iron sharpens iron. You see what I'm saying? So I don't see other people. I don't see other ethnics and cultures. When I look at them, I see myself. Same hair texture. That darker skin, melanin, that's what I see. Um, so when I hear these attacks on black men, it, it gets frustrating. And the crazy thing about it is I wonder how many of these women have sons. Because when you put that out there in the universe, and you put that out there in the world, and once you put something on the internet, it's never really gone no matter how many times you try to delete it. What is your son supposed to think? When I was growing up as a kid, I would hear that all men are dogs. But the crazy thing about it is my older brothers or uncles and big cousins and even friends when we were just little kids. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm the man. 
So when you take man and you take all men are dogs, that was a perception that didn't really sit well with me as a kid. I'm not a dog. I didn't do nothing to nobody. So you really got to ask yourselves, you know, if black men are this bad and you end up having a black son or already have a black son. Remember what you're putting out there in the universe. Remember what you're saying. You can say all day long that you're going to raise your son different. Well, it's going to be really fucking hard to raise your son or sons differently if you're speaking the opposite energy into the universe. Think about that. And the same goes with men. That have daughters But right now We're not talking about that We're talking about black men And how we're the problem I've heard for years How broke we are Broke, broke, broke I mean I think it was in 97, 98 um, I was 6th grade And I remember hearing Scrubs um, I remember hearing uh, um, Can't pay my bills Or bills, bills, bills By Destiny's Child I remember hearing All of these things About men that were sung from black women, okay? And the crazy thing about it is here we are again. We're the bad guy. We don't have enough fucking money. I remember being in school and, you know, even all the way up until high school, you know, depending on what you wear, you could get ostracized for it. And the funny thing is, is I remember Back in high school, I'm an OG for the listeners. I graduated in 2005. In 2005 and in 2004, if you was caught wearing like FUBU, oh man, you get ostracized. I remember I didn't really own J's like that. I've had some Jordans, but they weren't the retro numbers. You know what I'm saying? I didn't buy my first pair of retro number J's until 2006. I still got them in the closet. They're pretty much in great condition, but they're staying on ice. But Back to the topic. Um, but I remember you would get ostracized for that. You know, that's what our culture does. Uh, other cultures, they're not really giving a fuck about what you wear. But that's what we do to each other. It ain't just um, one side, black men, black women. But let's just stay on topic with us being the villain. I remember that being the thing. And then it's funny, man. You fast forward to 2020 from 2004, 2005, right? You fast forward to 2020, 2021. What is everybody preaching? Support black businesses. Well, FUBU, FUBU was a black business. But you know, we'll get a pass on that. You know, whatever the case it is. You know, we'll we'll pick and choose, you know, when we want to care about something and when we want to ostracize. But, you know, being broke um, is a thing, you know, and, and that's why FUBU was frowned upon because, you know, it wasn't hot no more. It wasn't, a, um, it wasn't a rare thing, you know, to have it. You know, it was no longer really that expensive. It was actually pretty affordable, you know, depending on what you bought. Um, so that was a sign of broke, you know, if it wasn't in. You know, something's not in. It's kind of pretty much broke. Um, and then, you know, you look at the, the career paths, you know, and the stereotypes. You know what I'm saying? Um, if, if you work fast food or if you work in a warehouse or, you know, if you unless you work in something that's giving you a, like, you know, to the average is a lot of money. Like we all know, you know, pretty much people in construction make a, a pretty decent living. Um, but depending on what you did. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know, it was frowned upon. You know what I'm saying? But then something interesting happened, right? You had the dope boy, trap, gangsta, bad boy eras. You know, for those who are my age, you know what I'm talking about. 
Everybody wanted to be a rapper, a trap star, a rap star, whatever you want to call it, right? A gangster. I remember that era came right around that time or a little bit after that. You know, when a lot of these rappers were claiming sets, you know, blood and crip, and that shit was sexy, right? But then when you find out what type of men they were, now they're the bad guy, they're the villain. What the fuck? Make up your mind. The nerd or the dork or the AKA broke nigga that's working a regular nine to five or working a fast food joint that ain't never been locked up, that ain't never done anything to nobody, that ain't never put his hands on a woman. It's not really the type that's a two-timing, you know, cheater or whatever the case was. He's not good enough. The D-boys is, or what you guys like to refer to them as fuck boys were in. But once you realize that, oh shit, the fuck boys really don't give a fuck. Oh, now it's a problem. Come on, man. Now we got to we be playing offense and defense, right? So let's let's kill that noise. We are not the villain. If you listen to past episodes on the podcast, you have things like accountability, you know. We have all kinds of conversations. Take your pick. You might want to look within. Now I understand the dating pool can be di- difficult. And a lot of times, the reason why the dating pool is difficult, it, it could have something to do with age. It could sh- it could have something to do with tax bracket. It could have something to do, um, what's another one? You have age, you have tax bracket. Oh, the, the, the biggest one is where you are, what community you're in, what area you're in. And depending on what area, area you are in, that can be... Um, that could play a, a big role in why your experiences are going the way that it's going, whether it's good or bad. But you got to consider all of those elements before, you know, making that final statement or in, in generalizing. OK. Um, too soft, man. <laughs> we are not the villain. It kind of goes back to the whole, you know, who you prefer to date, the, 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 the gangster, the tough guy or the homie that goes to work every day. Um, I've heard that before. I've actually heard women say out of their own mouth things about friends of mine. You know, I've had I've heard a woman um, ask um, a, a friend of mine if he could fight. Now, I don't know about y'all. You know, everybody's different, but usually women, um, the last thing you want for your man to do, whether he can fight or not, is get in a fight because in this day and age, we understand how dangerous it is. Okay. But y'all don't be wanting y'all, y'all don't be wanting no soft dude when he's going upside your damn head. You know what I'm saying? Or, or y'all don't want, I said that wrong. Y'all don't want a dude. Y'all want a dude to be hard until he goes upside your head. That's what I wanted to say. You see what I'm saying? Now you want the soft guy because you experienced that. We're not the fucking villain, man. Take some accountability. I know what men need to take and in, 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 in work on. And, and I know um, a lot of things that black men need to get better at. But that's not the conversation. This conversation is... Uh, geared toward towards a specific group of individuals that really paint us out to be the villain and not all of them are women 
But understand something. We are not the fucking villain. Okay? And as far as being too soft, um, I think that's another thing that is going to change or needs to change in our community. I'm pretty sure Bill Gates can't fight. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't see a lot of... Uh, I, I never known Warren Buffett to be just this hard ass in the streets. But you know what I do know? I know or are close to their net worth. And I know the impact they've had on the world and on and on our country. So um, you might want to think about that. I think everybody should be able to protect themselves. But I don't think people should be ostracized because they're not hard enough or they're not gangster. I know this sounds real immature. To even have to acknowledge some of this shit. But you'll be shocked at how many people still haven't grown up. Okay? Stupid. Yeah. We are. That's another one. We are not the damn villain. We are not stupid. I think what black men, a lot of black men are, are misunderstood and and misinformed. And, and misguided That's what a lot of us are A lot of us black men Come from single parent homes And a lot of us black men Have probably grown up in an environment Where the women that were raising them Whether it was their mother or their grandmothers Had a lot of energy Maybe even maybe even in some cases hostility Because of the father not being there Maybe because the father left which is a lot of scenarios where the father's locked up because he made a bad decision that affected the whole family. And now mama or grandma or auntie or whoever it is that raised you is really going through it. And because of that, you know, those, those young men didn't get the guidance. They didn't get the information that they needed. That is so damaging. Now, me personally, I lost my father when I was 14. Now I have my older brothers You know what I'm saying But my older brothers weren't always here My older brothers are a decade older than me and beyond You know what I'm saying So I didn't have that male figure always around me So what I had to do Like I've always been doing my whole life Is I have to create an environment for me I joined I joined clubs um, in private school And we, we, we formed a brotherhood And I in that brotherhood, I've known people that have went through way more things than I went through. But I've had fortunate experiences. Some of my friends, you know, I looked up to their dads. Now, I didn't go to them for advice, but I did have some some ideas of how a man should be at different points in my life. That's just me. That's just dizzy. But there's so many young men. Around my age when I was a teenager that didn't have that. And there's so many young men now that don't have that guidance. So before you think that, you know, black men are stupid um, or they fuck boys or, or things like that, understand a lot of them don't have guidance. A lot of them need guidance. And judging by the ones that are judging and generalizing, they don't need the advice and the guidance from you. Because if that's what you think, geez, it's, it's the level of toxic energy coming from you. That's the last thing that they need to hear or see. They don't need to hear your opinion. They don't need to hear your viewpoint. They don't need to hear any of that shit. They don't need to hear your truth. 
Because they still trying to, a lot of them are still trying to figure out who they are. Some of them trying to figure out how the fuck they got there or why they're in that position. Aggressive. We are not the villain. There's a lot of aggression. See, one of the things about black men being aggressive is um, the toxic masculinity. That's the new jacket that us black men wear. Toxic masculinity. Do you know <laughs> how many black men, I would say in my, in my generation, are finally getting to a point where they're trying to build. Some of them are doing it on their own um, without any help. Emotional intelligence because of all of the PTSD that black men went through and are still going through. So not to justify the bad behavior by some, but I think that most black men can agree. It's a defense. It's not intended to offend or hurt anybody. But the aggression that you hear in black men is interesting because um, an icon, a legend just passed away. Um, DMX. Rest in peace, DMX. The man has so much aggression in his voice. But was it really aggression or was it pain? Or was it defense? But we accepted it. Tupac, he didn't hold any punches. He said what was on his mind and how he felt. Was that aggression? Or was it pain and passion? I ask these questions because it's so easy to put on or put this jacket on black men and don't even ask questions. You're, you're making the statements, you're making the assumptions and you're generalizing, but you don't you fail to ask questions because I guarantee that if you ask a lot of black men questions, they're going to hit you with some shit. And man. The friends that I have, I have I've been, I'm blessed to have. Um, I really don't have friends. I have extended family. I, I try to remind them that all the time. So the extended family um, that I have, man, some of the stories I've heard. Some of the stories I've heard is just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. How do you re- how do you leave room to smile? Now, I would never say that to him because that's that's toxic. That's negative. But it's just like it's incredible the kind of strength that some of these brothers have. So again, I'm not talking about the percentage of men that don't give a shit about anything. I'm talking about generalizing. Fucking tired of it. Stop. Ask questions. It ain't always about you. And you're not always the victim. We all contribute to things that happen to us in some ways. I didn't say we contribute to everything that happens to us. Let me say that because I don't need nobody twisting my shit. You feel me? But we contribute to a lot of things that happen to us. The really, really unfortunate shit that happens to us, of course we don't contribute to that. So before you talk about who's aggressive and we're aggressive and and we're uh, this toxic masculinity, man, look in the fucking mirror. I know women that got toxic masculinity. I know a lot of women, actually, that have toxic masculinity, not just black women.
cheaters. I fucking hate the campaign of black men don't cheat. Okay. Um, because it's a fucking joke. When guys say black men don't cheat, a lot of people laugh. Just like everything else. Because now we have this jacket put on our culture. You know, we have this jacket put on the men in our community, in our culture that we cheat. So when you hear a black man or a group of black men who really don't cheat say black men don't cheat, everybody's going to laugh. <laughs> yeah, just like you guys don't steal and jump high and dunk the basketball and run for 9,000 yards in a season. Sure, Deshaun. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the fucking way that everybody's looking and laughing at us because it's, it's bullshit. I'm not saying it's bullshit that we don't um, that we don't cheat and stuff like that. I'm just saying some of the fucking campaigns are a joke to me. How about black men are good? Just we just we stop there. Let's just say that that was a good campaign. We're more than just people that don't cheat. We're good people. We are. And just because you haven't found any or just because you've picked the wrong ones doesn't mean that I'm not telling the truth. We're good fucking people, man. My father was a good person. My brothers are good people. My nephews are good young men. My cousins are good men. My extended family that I share this the, these shows with are good men. And the list can go on, but I'm not going to keep going. I've pretty much laid it out there for you. We're not all cheaters. And you know something else? Black men aren't the only motherfucking people to cheat. Every culture does it. In some countries, they get punished differently, but every culture does it. Oh, and look, here's the secret. Here's the secret, y'all. Women cheat too. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh. You in big baller zone now, baby. You in big baller zone. Yes. It's not one specific fucking group. Everybody does it. Why the fuck is it amplified when it's us? Matter of fact, the, the, the most of the things that I've said on this list, everybody's guilty of it. Not every single individual, but other cultures, guilty. But when it's us, it's amplified. Stop it. We hate black women fuck out of here I don't even want to take too much time on that we don't we don't stop it we don't maybe you need to ask yourself if you hate black men because game recognize game right we don't nah we don't and this time I am inserting myself into that and saying we as far as in generalizing. No, we don't. You don't get to you don't get to decide how we feel based off how you feel. We don't. Shut it up. On the down low. That is an interesting one. Now if, if black men act away, they're on the down low. Y'all so quick to put these jackets on us because I hear y'all say it. I see it. I read it. I've even screenshot some of the shit. It's crazy to me. 
But then the same, in the same breath, you respect the black men that are gay. Um, they're your, they're, they do your nails, they do your hair, and <laughs> they even give you advice. So when you say that a black man that you had an encounter with, that you had an argument with, or you had a debate with, or he said something that you don't like, and you say he's on the down low, or you think he's gay, are you attacking your gay friends? That's what it sounds like you're doing, because you're saying it as if it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? So you need to pick and choose what's good and what's bad in your life. But every person, every black man that doesn't agree with you or that you get into um, a heated debate with isn't gay. Are you? Game recognized game. We are not the villain. Lazy. Y'all niggas lazy too. Now, that's an interesting one because... um, us black men, we get, you know, we get labeled lazy. <laughs> um, you know, we don't, we don't do shit. We don't take care of our kids. And, you know, that all falls under lazy too. And the crazy thing is, is I know a lot of amazing black fathers, husbands, and, and most importantly, hard working black men. And I know hard working black men that check all of those boxes good and kind to people, take care of their children and bust their ass working. There's a lot of people that can't do all of them. There's a lot of people, yeah, believe it or not, yeah, shockingly, there's a lot of people that can't walk and chew gum. But stop it. We grind. We may, being on the grind, hustling, th- those type of words that involve hard work, we invented that shit. I'm grinding, I'm hustling. You know, I got to make these moves. That's us. We added the flavor into those words and those meanings to where everybody says it. Even people outside of our culture. So we're not. Wrong. Game recognized game though. Are you? We're not the villain. So basically... We've started everything bad in society. We are not the villain. But to keep this rant, these statements that I've made, which could turn into a series if I broke down all 10, um, I'm always about solution. The reason why I keep saying we are not the villain. We are not the villain, sisters. We are not the enemy. And you aren't the enemy either. I think what we need to do is we need to learn how to talk to each other. We need to learn to have more conversations about these things with each other that's one of the things i really love about clubhouses because you have all these different perspectives all these different minds and all these different experiences the only thing 
that I think needs work. And I'm not talking about the app now. I'm just talking about um, the conversation is we got to learn to talk to each other with respect. We have to learn to always give each other the benefit of the doubt. We always we have a lot of work to do in our culture. Support black businesses. Well, we got to learn how to support each other as far as respect, how to talk to each other. We have to learn to address problems and not let them fester. Now, that may be hard for a lot of us, okay? But it's something that's needed. And everybody's not going to be on board and everybody's not going to know how to do it. And everybody's not going to do it right. But we need to start somewhere. We need to have real conversations. We need to have real situations where there might be heated moments or there might be emotional moments. But when we get done, we know we're going in a better place. We know we're going forward with the right intentions. Um, When I was in a club, I was in this uh, amazing club when I was in high school and um, we referred to each other as the bros, the brothers. Um, That's how we talked to each other. That wasn't the name of the club. And um, when we had issues that we need to lay out on the table, we we would call a real man wear black meeting. And that's what we did because our colors were black and gold and we'd wear black. Most of us or some of us. And we would go in the room and we had that conversation. We had them hard conversations. Something went around school one day about one of us or we was getting into it because we, we, we had an image that we had to uphold. We had to be unified. And the only way we be unified out there is being unified in here. And that means addressing problems. So maybe we need to have more real men wear black Meetings and real women wear black or whatever color you want to wear meetings and we really need to get shit out. And you know what? Even at the end of that conversation or the end of those hard experiences, even if you don't want to fuck with each other like that. Right. You know what? I'm still not happy. I'm still not satisfied. Um, I'm glad I got my piece out and he got his piece out or she got her piece out. and I got my piece, whatever the case is. And you decide, you know what? I just think we better off going the other way. We should still have each other's back. and We should still have respect for each other because a lot of these other cultures, they do that shit. Where do you think they get these ideas for movies from? You see other cultures, they don't fuck with each other like that, but there's still a respect business-wise or just how they conduct themselves in public. We got to work on that shit. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that the media is against us and they love amplifying every fucking thing that we do and every fucking thing we say. But that's our responsibility to do something about it. Not everybody can be rappers. Not everybody can be LeBron James. Not everybody can be J. Cole, Jay-Z, Cardi B, or Meg Thee Stallion. Somebody has to be the network owner. Somebody has to start their own TV network. Somebody has to start shit that we can't control. Somebody has to be that person. We can't all go through the same door. But man, if we all chose to walk through a different door and to own it, man, it would be beautiful on the other side. 
but it starts within. It starts having these conversations and having the respect for each other. So before we learn pronouns, before we learn other people's history and other people's plight, we need to focus on damage control in our own community and our own culture. That's what we need to do. I'm solution based. So I wasn't going to leave this part. I was going to leave this rant without giving some kind of solutions. Understand that a lot of the things that I named can also be stereotypes depending on, you know, who you're talking to or where you live. I listen to I listen to all kinds of things being generalized on the Internet. On Clubhouse, I have I heard people saying that Cali people, Cali black men, Cali black men act this way and act that. And I had to chime in. And, and I'm going to be honest, I'm, I was pretty much the oldest person in the room. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, that's not true. It depends on where you're at. And I could tell that one of the people were young because I started naming. I said, you know, if you live in this area, in this area, those those areas, they don't even matter like that. They don't even go to the they don't even go out or they don't even do nothing in them areas. And I'm just like, OK, I, I, I bowed out gracefully because I'm not going to go back and forth with you. But generalizing, man, again, generalizing. We got to. We got to come together without just saying come together. We got to organize this shit. Another thing we got to do is we got to stop tearing each other down publicly. Because we give them a show every time. Every time we shit on each other, we give them a show. When the black athletes go back and forth, oh, look at them. Tap, they look, look at them. Look at them. See, I told you, look at them. This is my favorite part of the circus. When the two lions go at it over the jungle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Look at them. When we tear each other down, look, go to the real men wear black meaning and real women wear black meaning and get all that shit out, get all that energy out and then come up with a solution. But this shit ain't the way. Subliminal shit too. Nine times out of 10, when you say some subliminal shit, your extended family or your friends know exactly who the fuck you talking to. Knock it the fuck off. They already amplify everything we do. They already do that shit. So you got to ask yourself, every move that you make on the chessboard, was it a wise move? Maybe we need to go and we need to do some evaluating. We need to think about, okay, does the things I say not only put a jacket on me and a label on me, but does it affect the community? My culture and my people too, my family. Like we gotta go. We we're in this society where um, we're sensitive about everything that's fucking said, but then we don't give a fuck about what people think. Boy, if that ain't fucking confusing. But I think we should give a fuck about what what people think. It's just what people, our family, our friends, our extended family, but our people. We are not the villain And neither are you Anyways I want you guys to 
let me know what you think. Leave information out there. Um, let, really, really let me know what you think about this conversation. Um, should we dive deeper into this? Um, some of the things that I listed. Um, or should we just dive deeper into the solutions, which I'm really, really about that. But um, I really think that that's something that was really heavy on my heart. And I'm going to be real. I didn't go all the way in depth like I wanted to. But I think I said enough. <laughs> we are not the villain. All right. And you aren't either. So. Think about it. Let it marinate. And uh, thank you for listening i'm your boy dizzy d spill you have been tuning into the notion and uh sharing a little bit of my thoughts dizzy d spill and what's been going on in my mind and what goes through my mind from time to time thank you very much tune in to the next episode peace